0: So we're going to be using some of the tools on the Awesome website, in particular the Top Stacks tool, to make some stacks using Fantasy Cruncher. We're going to put some inputs in there, and we're going to build some lineups. We're going to see what comes out using some of the stack parameters we set. And then uh, Gundacker and I are going to react to some of the some of the players that Fantasy Cruncher spits out for us. So if you guys like that, once again, let me know on Twitter. Let us know on YouTube. But uh, first, Gundacker, how you doing?
1: Yeah happy friday are we mic'd up or am i are we getting trolled in chat um yeah i'm i'm ready for week nine hopefully every game will be a 75 point total like last night's uh jets colts game um but no not not a lot of high game totals but a couple of uh really juicy team totals so i'm sure we'll identify and isolate a few of the top ones and uh yeah make some stacks there I, i like this I like the concept of this video, so hopefully the uh, viewers will like it as well. Because um, you know the the it, it's easy to say what players you like week to week, but putting them into a, a, a correlated lineup uh, uh, while still filling in the pieces is a lot easier said than done. So hopefully we can help a couple of people out in their uh, lineup construction uh, approach this weekend.
0: Yeah, and then once again, this is something that is a part of my process, and I think that this will maybe help some people see how I go about building my lineup and maybe how Gundocker builds some of his lineups, and also how I use Fantasy Cruncher. So uh, starting right off with DraftKings. So here's here's we've got a DraftKings stack that we want to make. We have a FanDuel stack, and then we're going to make a Contrarian stack also. We're going to put a poll up in the, in the YouTube chat with a few different teams for you guys to select. You could vote on and tell us which team you want to see us make uh, stacks of. But starting with DraftKings the number one overall stack that we have on the slate for DK purposes in the top stacks to over to awesome.com is the Buffalo bills this week. We have Josh Allen projected for 14.9% ownership, and we have the team projected with a 21.3% chance to be the top overall scoring uh, team on the slate. So that makes them one of the more positive leverage team, with also a pretty reasonable chance to be the top scoring team. So right away, we're just going to go into some of the advanced options and fantasy cruncher and, and we'll make some stacks there, but I also want to ask you, uh, Gundaker. We're talking about Josh Allen, this Bill's offense. How do you like approaching them this week in terms of how many, how many pass catchers do you think we should be we should be pairing with Josh Allen this week?
1: I'd probably lean on on, on two. Obviously, uh Stefan Diggs are probably the 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 first guy we go to. I think past that we start um flipping the coin between maybe Emmanuel Sanders and if Cole Beasley plays, uh, he would be in the mix as well. Um, it is a little bit uh, easier to feel comfortable because uh, uh, Dawson Knox has missed uh, some time. He was a guy I did handcuff to um, Josh Allen quite a bit, uh, but with him out of the mix, it'll be Diggs, And then I think it's going to come down to either uh, Sanders and, and Beasley. If he can go, he didn't practice yesterday. And I, I I guess Gabriel Davis would be next man up. Um, so I, I I would definitely like to have two, but it would be uh, Stefan Diggs. And past that, I'm a little bit more murky. But I guess Emmanuel Sanders would be would be the the two A. All right. And uh, by the way, Chris,
0: if you go uh, take the running back out of the stack, just make it so it's wide receiver, tight end, and uh, then create the rule. And then we're just going to lock in Josh Allen. So if you go into the the quarterbacks page, where on the on the projections, and then just go to Josh Allen, click the lock button, and then we're going to also one other thing to consider: the the Bills are going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars this week. So one thing that I'll do oftentimes when I build my lineups, if it's a pretty crappy team that uh, they're going up against, is I won't necessarily always uh, force. A run back option but i'll go make groups which that would be a little time consuming so we won't do that now but i might make groups and then just boost the projections of players on jacksonville in lineups that they appear with josh allen but uh we don't have to do that now chris because that would that would take a little while to set up so i'll just ask do you want to stat do you want to force us to bring a run back for any jacksonville players in our buffalo stacks here gun back sure.
1: now nah, i'm not gonna force it. if we do two bills i wouldn't force it here um like you said, that's that's a team that I would believe that could shoot out a little bit more. I don't really see that here. Marvin Jones would be the only guy I would I would lean on if I did do that anyway. And I think he'll just fall naturally in in lineups uh, based on his projection. So I'm not going to force force the run back. All right, so Chris, crunch the lineups and we'll see which players end
0: up uh, populating here in these uh, in these lineups with Josh Allen and obviously Josh Allen being there hundred percent and i'm trying to make out on my screen what some of the uh what some of the players exposures are are coming up as here and i'm also i'm going to be doing this along on my computer as well and just running some some crunches to see uh you know about get an idea for what some of the things would be coming up in some of my numbers as well but one thing that stands out there so we've got josh allen and we've got tommy sweeney is actually coming up as the number one stack option with him which I could see why that makes sense because Tommy Sweeney is a very cheap tight end. Dawson Knox missed last week. He's going to be out again this week. And Tommy Sweeney, it's not that he had a massive fantasy game last week, but tight end is a fairly difficult position to fill at times three, uh, three receptions on four targets last week for 30 yards, just because he's so cheap. And there is, you know, a fairly expensive bills offense here that we need to find salary somewhere. Does it make sense to you? How often the Tommy Sweeney's popping up in these, uh, in
1: these stacks uh yes but uh, I, not I, I don't like these uh there's a couple of lineups that are showing s- like Sweeney and the Flex I probably wouldn't go too tight in if I'm gonna play uh, Sweeney just because like, I don't think his floor is high enough to to justify that but like if he's the second option I, obviously my eyes are just enamored with Stefan Diggs as the as the pure handcuff here but I I'll get to some of the tight end. We have seen Josh Allen use his tight end uh, in the last, you know, two seasons. So I I want some Sweeney, but I definitely would probably tighten things up to not have uh, Sweeney in the flex just because I don't want to I don't want to burn that spot for for a flimsy tight end. Yeah, I
0: I feel you there. And in terms of uh, in terms of Stefan Diggs, we're still getting to him in a lot of these stacks, but we actually are getting to even more of Cole Beasley as a, as, a, as a stack option here with uh, with with Josh Allen, which I actually think could make for an interesting leverage play. If you look right now at the ownership projections we have for the Buffalo wide receivers, you know, Stefan Diggs is projected to be one of the most popular plays over on DraftKings this week. He's projected for 15.7% ownership. The only players on DK project for more ownership this weekend. It is Alvin Kamara, Ezekiel Elliott, and Brandon Cooks. Then we've got Stefan Diggs after that. So With Cole Beasley in some of these stacks, he's projected for less than 10% ownership. He's cheap. Obviously, he has not produced nearly as well as Stefan Diggs over the last couple of seasons. But we have seen an uptick in targets for Cole Beasley after a little bit of slow starts of the year. So last couple of weeks, 13 targets for Cole Beasley. He caught 10 of those for 110 yards. The week before, nine targets, caught seven of them for 88 yards. Just the fact that we're seeing Cole Beasley pop up this often in in the uh in, in our in our stacks here as uh, at 5400 i think he does make for a good leverage play off of stefan Diggs. i know you like digs but do you like that we're getting to some lineups here that are including beasley as opposed to Diggs?
1: Uh, i mean if beasley ends up you know active and and, and full go yeah I'm, I'm i'm fine with getting to him um I, I will be, you know, we'll be watching that news up until lock. Uh, I do think he's usually the the second guy I get to most often behind Diggs. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders will have a case as well, but yeah, the the last couple of seasons I've I've liked some of these errant big games out of uh, out of Beasley, so I don't hate it. Seventy percent, maybe a little bullish, but um, I personally would like to have Diggs as my number one expose. Um, uh, uh, handcuffed to, to Josh Allen, but Beasley and Sanders are right there for the, for the second favorite option for me. Yeah, and
0: then some of the other players that are appearing pretty often in some of these stacks. We've got a lot of payup options actually at running back Ezekiel Elliott, Nick Chubb, Austin Eckler. Uh, do you think it makes sense to you when we're just looking at that, that with some of these cheaper wide receivers, at least in these stacks that are popping up, you know, getting to Cole Beasley, getting to Tommy Sweeney? That we end up paying up for running back so would it then be your preference maybe a little bit cheaper running back to prioritize stefan diggs
1: uh yeah i yeah you would have to compensate for for that by uh to by uh, increasing the salary to, to digs to get to some of these um, mid-tier running backs. I don't hate the concept here, though. As you said, Stefan Diggs being one of the higher-owned, if it is just a wonky week where Allen throws three touchdowns and a lot of them are just secondary uh, receiving options, you still kind of get exposure to the stack. And you also kind of fight back against his ownership. Uh, but like I said, just historically, we know Diggs is likely to see close to double-digit targets on average. So um, I just feel safer with him. Uh, but yeah, if you if you wanted to deploy some digs, or even maybe you skinny stacked a, a batch of bill stacks where it's just a Allen and digs, and and you let the you know the rest of the salary kind of fall where it, where it does land. What I would also say is, if Beasley didn't play, and you did. You know, sign up for some Gabriel Davis. That's a thirty-five hundred dollar receiver that uh, could also help uh, alleviate some of that salary pressure. But um, looking at the the weeknight slate, there's a lot of big spreads, so I do think investing in running backs is definitely not the worst approach uh, to to your lineups this weekend. So I don't hate the the, the fact that we are getting to high-end running backs if. Um, if it is at the, at the uh, cost of maybe not having as much digs as we would prefer, um, but just from a, uh, a, a lineup construction standpoint, and I'm always going to prefer digs uh, the most in terms of handcuffing to, to Allen. Yeah, and then
0: once again, Cole Beasley is officially listed as questionable play. I'm assuming that he's going to play if uh, if he ultimately gets ruled out. That changes everything in terms of build stacks. Then I think that I wouldn't feel that much different about Diggs, but to your point before, I think we could look at guys like Gabriel D, uh, Gabriel Davis in particular as a really good value option. who would likely play more of those uh, snaps out of the slot and would be in line for more targets. So that would just be another cheap wide receiver to target in place of so Cole Beasley we could save a couple thousand dollars on. One other guy I noticed that's popping up a whole lot here is Hunter Renfro, which is going to be sensible because of the the Raiders wide receiver situation. There's no longer there's no longer Henry Ruggs on the team. We have to think that ball is going to go somewhere else. And, you know, as is Hunter Renfro has been seeing a lot of targets, at least eight of them in three of the last four games. So I think that he is somebody that certainly makes sense as a value wide receiver. Uh, anything else you want to add here about the Buffalo Bills? If not, we could head over to FanDuel and make our stacks over there.
1: No, nah, it's just a weird situation, right? Two two touchdown favorites, and we, we can't you know settle confidently on, on the running back here. We're leaning on Allen, so hopefully, if we uh if we do skinny stack Allen, he uh he runs one in.
0: All right, so let's head on over to FanDuel now. And the team that we're going to be stacking over on FanDuel is the Kansas City Chiefs. So if you look at our top stacks tool, we have them with a 10.7% chance to be the top scoring team of the week. We have Patrick Mahomes projected for fairly reasonable ownership, only 7%. I think a lot of people are getting scared off by some of the uh, recent results of the Kansas City Chiefs. But still, this is a team that rates out as the number one leverage stack on the entire slate over on FanDuel. So that's something I want to build some of our lines around. Also, if you guys like some of the tools that we're talking about here and you want access to them for yourself, you can sign up for all of the Awesome o Plus tools that we have for an Awesome o Plus weekly pass for $29.95. That'll get you access to all the stuff that we're talking about uh, right here in terms of the projections, ownership projections, boom bust tool, and all of that. Also, if you are new to it, use the promo code NFLStrategyShow that is all one word, all capital letters, and that gets you 25% off your first week of Awesome o Plus. And also, if you are just looking for an all smoke plus NFL package, you get that for as low as 395 so stop guessing start winning and join all smoke plus today. Uh, Before we start to build some of these lineups in fantasy crunch with the Kansas City Chiefs, I just want to ask you gumdacker how how concerned are you with the recent play of Patrick Mahomes.
1: it I, it seems like a i don't know man watching some of these plays and some of these turnovers i do feel like a, a couple of these plays are him just paying, trying to be superman but there's a lot of tip drills not going his way so it might be just a, a, a unfortunate a coincidence of him not playing his best but also getting unlucky with the tra- the uh final trajectory of some of these tip uh, passes out of you know receiver's hands to defender's hand. So I'm not that concerned because if you've watched Patrick Mahomes, you know he's good, he's talented. you feel like he'll progress or regress to the mean whichever uh, terminology you prefer to use. So um, the lower he 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 drops in ownership, the more I'm gonna like it. Uh, so if you're saying you know we get ourselves a, a, some potential leverage on a high octane offense like the Chiefs, I'm gonna be there.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is a team with the Chiefs. And on the other side of the game now, I this is a game that I think we would have thought was going to be some kind of real high-scoring shootout just a few days ago. But, of course, there's the whole Aaron Rodgers situation, everything going on with there. So I also don't feel like the the Packers are a team that we need to bring run-back stacks with. Just standpoint, I do not know what to expect from Jordan Love. Uh, do you think that we're going to need run-back stacks
1: in, in Patrick Holmes' lineups here? I mean, even if you thought yes is the answer, we're dealing with the most expensive pieces of our slate, right? Devontae Adams is more than Tyreek Hill, and Kelsey's already the most expensive tight end. So past Devontae Adams, you weren't going to deal with a high level of confidence on these run backs anyway, so I'm going to say no. Uh, but that, that I think salary uh, pressures that decision more than, than anything else.
0: Yeah, I think, that, I think that's another really sensible way to look at it is when the pricing came out for this week we were assuming the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers was going to be Aaron Rodgers. That is no longer the case. It is Jordan Love. And so while Jordan Love himself is cheap, the the skill position players on the Packers did not see a decrease in salary. So there's still Devontae Adams is super expensive and we have to expect this is a pretty big downgrade to him. Even somebody like Aaron Jones, maybe the Packers do look to run the ball more often this week without Aaron Rodgers. out. a totally reasonable expectation. I don't know how effective the offense is going to be as bad as the Chiefs defense has been this year just because, I don't know if, if Jordan Love is somebody who could really move the ball effectively down the field in the NFL. Maybe he could, maybe he can't, but there's no way to know for sure. So I, I'm not going to force myself to make run back stacks of the Green Bay Packers either. But now the Chiefs are going to be a fairly expensive team to look at over on FanDuel. Travis Kelsey struggled a little bit this year. Maybe we could attribute that to age. He's 32 now. Tyree Kills had a little bit of a drop issue. But are you looking to make lineups here where we're going to make one or two pass catchers with Patrick Mahomes?
1: I think because of price, I, I would start at one. Okay. They're just so expensive.
0: All right. So we'll do uh, one one, uh, one wide receiver tight end with Patrick Mahomes and create that rule. And we'll go over and lock Patrick Mahomes in at quarterback and run the uh, 50 lineups in Fantasy Cruncher and see on FanDuel – what lineups we're getting built around a, uh, a Patrick Mahomes and Kansas city Chiefs stack and who the most popular pass catching targets are for them. And uh, one thing that's actually pretty funny that uh, that stands out here is this is kind of inadvertently creating uh, onslaught stacks for the chiefs, mm-hmm. because we're still getting to a lot of the chiefs defense in these stacks when we're not forcing a run back, which I mean, only 3,300 for the Kansas city chiefs against the green Bay Packers on FanDuel. I'm going to ask you in terms of us getting to the Chiefs' defense in lineups that are going to have a lot of the the Chiefs' passing game. Is that is that at all problematic to you?
1: Mm, no, I don't. I don't think. So. I, I don't put a lot of stock in defense anyway. But if it's going to, uh, I mean, the, the system's not reading it as a as a player, right? Like it's just. No, no, no. It's yeah. it's
0: it's just it it's just the reason it's coming up with the Chiefs is because their salary is really cheap. And now they project really well with Jordan Love at quarterback. So it's just a, it's just a function of Travis Kelsey's expensive. Patrick Holmes is expensive. Tyree kill is expensive and we need to save salary somewhere. And that just happens to be with what is coincidentally the chiefs defense, which is the best currently projected points per dollar value defense. Uh, but now looking at some of these wide receiver tight end pass catching combinations, we are getting to Tyree kill a lot more than Travis Kelsey in our fantasy cruncher builds here. And You know, Kelsey's had his struggles this year. The 7,800 price tag, it's come down a little bit, but it's not some kind of crazy discount considering last year, Travis Kelsey was a guy 20 plus fantasy points, basically every single week. Recent games for Kelsey, the targets are the production is not. The last time Travis Kelsey had over 20 fantasy points was week two against the Baltimore Ravens. So as far as these high end receivers go, fantasy crunchers giving us more of Tyree at wide receiver. Than Travis Kelsey at tight end is that also how you want to go about approaching your Kansas City lineups?
1: Yeah, that was my my uh, first knee jerk uh, reaction to get to Tyreek over Kelsey first. Honestly, uh, if we think Mahomes is going to progress back to greatness, Kelsey is going to have to be part of that. So I, I would I would make sure I, I don't feel like I'm underweight or or I don't have enough exposure to Kelsey to feel satisfied in my in my lineups, but I'm prioritizing Tyree Kill over Kelsey for sure.
0: Uh, also, Chris, I just realized you have the wrong uh, slates uh, selected in the, in the top right. So we're getting players from the primetime games. So just go to, yeah, the the Sunday slate and then rerun the lineups because uh, we have got, we've got Cooper cup showing up. It would be cool to get to a lot of Cooper cup too in those, in those lineups would be a good way to, a good way to make <laughs> lineups that nobody else is making for the main slate. Um, But yeah, so let's rerun those and see what um, comes up instead. And and you can see some of the players that are populating here, a lot of the same as some of those options we're getting to over on DraftKings. Hunter Renfro being a prime one who we already talked about. Darren Waller, I do think he makes a whole lot of sense on the FanDuel slate and the DraftKings slate for that matter, for the same reasons that we like Hunter Renfro, just the extra targets to go around. And this is a spot where if you look at some of the, the options, particularly running back here, with uh, Patrick Mahomes at, at quarterback and some more cheap running backs being prioritized because of the expense, because of the uh, the high cost tag on these Kansas City Chiefs. So we're getting to running backs like Devontae Booker is popping up here, Miles Gaskin. So some names that I don't know that we would necessarily normally get to a lot of is seeing this at all anything that would deter you from really wanting to get to a lot of Chiefs stacks when you see that we're getting to a lot of like Devontae Booker and Miles Gaskin.
1: No, I think you definitely would have to uh, grow uh, an attachment to at least one or two uh, cheap guys. Uh, I definitely, in my crunch on my end, too, it feels like on both sides, I might get to way more Miles Gaskin than maybe I thought yesterday. But looking at the matchup, it kind of makes sense, uh, but they do have. Uh, you know, Tyrod back in the mix. So maybe that game's a little bit more lively. Um, and I'm, I'm fine with that. Uh, I was even trying to venture into what would it take for Mahomes, uh, uh, Tyreek and Kelsey lineup with the chiefs defense. And yeah, guys like Miles Gaskin or, or guys are probably going to end up having to settle on. So I don't hate those guys in theory. Uh, you just, you just need the top guys to maybe not drop 30. Uh, but I tell you what, Derrick Henry, less football. Uh, I guess with CMC coming back, it might be a, a lateral. But I think it's fine. I think you, especially on Fando, you just grab a guy that falls in the end zone once or twice. And I think you can uh, you can compensate for the, for, for the uh, spend up at receiver.
0: All right. So we're going to make our contrarian stack next. If we could pull up the, uh, do we have the results of the poll? Where did that go? The poll results um, I don't see it there. So while I'm looking for that, I, I will point out that the sponsor of today's show is jock market. If you guys are not familiar with jock market, totally different way to play daily fantasy sports. You've got a stock market, but for athletes, so there's an IPO period, you bid on the players and then you're able to buy and sell players even after The games have already started. So it's a really fun, different approach to daily fantasy sports. They've got an app you can go download in the Google Play Store, the Apple Store. We also have free IPO projections over on Osmo.com. So if you're looking at the site and you're like, I have no clue how much money is a fair amount to bid on Nikola Jokic, say, in NBA, or Patrick Mahomes this week in NFL DFS, we've got free projections right over on Osmo.com. And if you're new to the site, use the promo code Osmo, and that'll get you up to a $50 bonus on your first deposit. All right, so here we've got the uh, second week in a row. The Cincinnati Bengals win the contrarian stack I'm, I'm not mistaken, right? They won last week too, didn't they? Yeah, if they didn't, I was on them and uh, we all lost. Yeah, it was, I'm, I think I remember that the, uh, the chat also voted last week to have, to have them come up as our, uh, as our contrarian stack. So, all right, so we are once again going to uh, Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. And so we'll go over to DraftKings and we'll, uh, we'll build the lineups. Good thing is we should have the um, all the same settings in fantasy crunch that we already had for before. Uh, but now I'm, I'm going to ask you, do you want to make a bring back in this one? Cause we haven't done it for the first couple. I think it's about time that maybe we, we go ahead and force ourselves to get to a, a bring back option in these stacks, Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Cleveland Browns and the Cleveland Browns. There's no Eldale, Odell Beckham Jr. in the mix, but maybe that makes the targets a little bit easier to figure out. We know they're going to be a little bit more concentrated. Do you want bring backs in your Cincinnati Bengals stack here?
1: Yeah, I think the, the salary um, necessities drop all the way around, and this game uh, has a, a lot of pieces you can put together and correlate quite well.
0: All right, so let's do – and let's go pretty heavy stacking here. So we go to the rules. Let's make um, – Two uh, two of wide receiver slash tight end for Cincinnati. And create that rule. And then let's go one bring back option. So one wide receiver, tight end, or running back from the other team. And that should get us to some more of the Browns players, potentially Nick Chubb. I'm kind of curious to see who pops up here. And before we run these lineups, what's your guess? Who do you think populates most frequently – from the, from the Cleveland Browns and run back to Bengals' stacks. I'm going to say Nick Chubb, although I wouldn't be surprised if it's
1: Jarvis Landry either. I guess for Fanduel, Nick Chubb makes more sense for, for the touchdown, um, uh, for the way it's weighted. But uh, Jarvis Landry, his projection might be adjusted going forward after the Odell release. So um, uh, on, on PPR, I'd be Landry. But, yeah, I think Chubb would get the, uh, the weight here um with uh i probably expect chase higgins to fill up the, the receiver spots and then uh, a lot of chubb in the, in the running back spot all right so running
0: the lineups and it looks like we are getting to um kind of a, a little Tyler. a little a little bit of a spread here of cincinnati players so we're getting to it, it's primarily jarvis landry and nick chubb if you look there mm-hmm. um and yeah, the, those are two. I, I kind of gave you those two options. Which do we think was going to come up more frequently? It ends up, you know, about both of them the same. One thing I will say is I do think that running back may be a little bit more loaded on DraftKings than FanDuel is this week. But Jarvis Landry, one of my overall favorite value plays on the week on on DraftKings and FanDuel as well, but more so on DK just because of the PPR bonus. Once again, no Odell Beckham Jr. in the mix for Cleveland. That's also a headache that's potentially out of the uh, locker room. That seems like it's been an ongoing issue for them. We haven't seen a whole bunch of Jarvis Landry this year. He's only played in four games, but the last two, he's been active 10 targets, eight targets. So I'm expecting him to get a pretty, health, uh, pretty healthy workload here. And then in terms of the pass catchers, for the Cincinnati Bengals, a lot of T. Higgins, a lot of Tyler Boyd, a lot of Jamar Chase. Of those three guys, who is your favorite option from the Bengals to pair with Joe Burrow this week?
1: Man, uh, I love Chase for upside, but I think the the this what three thirteen hundred dollar discount to T. Higgins. Higgins' volume has been uh, fine as well, so I, I would imagine Higgins is the most for me. With Chase is close close to it, and I probably have. Boyd is the bottom of the three, but man, these are, <laughs> these are three of my favorite receivers and to stack in all of, uh, of football, but I'm going to go Higgins one chase two, Boyd three. I dig it. And here's also what I dig about
0: it. If you go to our, our boom bus tool at Osimo as well. T Higgins is one of the more positively leveraged wide receivers on the slate. We have T Higgins with a 15.4% chance to land the optimal lineup this week. And let's see, how many wide receivers do we have on the main slate with a better chance Than Higgins to land in the optimal lineup. I assume it's not many. Um, I think that Higgins is probably right near the top. So uh, I'm going to bring up those numbers, refresh to make sure I have the most recent one. So, all right, wide receivers this week that have the best chance of landing the optimal lineup. Number one is Jarvis Landry. Also fits really well into these stocks we're making in terms of bring back option. Number two, Hunter Renfro. Three Brandon Cooks, four T Higgins. So I just look at some of that data. And I think that is a really strong way to build some GPP lineups t higgins jarvis landry there's correlation there in the same game even in some lineups that let's say you're making just a chief stack on draft yep. i'd be making a two-man stack that has t higgins and and jarvis landry in it just for a little bit of uh, an off game stack relation i like that as well uh anything else that really stands out to you from this from this browns Bengals game that we should be bringing up
1: no i mean i i guess other than uh, Everyone will go straight to to Jarvis Landry. Maybe we don't forget about Donovan Peoples Jones, right? Make sure we get a sprinkle of that to maybe make up some of the uh, the the Odell targets and some of those routes as well. But for the most part, I'm in full agreement. Jarvis Landry is is the guy for me, especially in PPR.
0: Yeah, and then especially just like I said, looking at that data over on the side, I think Chat did a good job of who they voted on today. Because looking at some of these as we're building the lineups, I also think Cincinnati is the best contrarian stock on the slate. I love getting to Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, running it back with Jarvis Landry, a little bit of Nick Chubb in the mix too. I think that is a really good way to go about building tournament lineups. So guys, let us know. This was a different way to approach the lineup building show. We're using some of the tools on the site, looking at the top stacks, incorporating Fantasy Cruncher. Let us know if you like this format. If you have anything that you'd like us to tweak, let me know on Twitter. Let me know on YouTube. Leave, leave a, a message in the comments because maybe you have an idea that's better than what I came up with. Thank you guys very much for watching and on the way out, do us a favor, like the video, subscribe to the YouTube channel and uh, good luck this weekend.